Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janewski, also known as Victor Crumb. And you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. Paging Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. Harry came in and he come in red-handed, uh, creeping with the ginny next door. Picture this, it they were both butt-naked, banging on... <laughs> Um, Jesus. The, and it's also in the future and the adults and of age. <laughs> <laughs> They're not 12 anymore. There we go. <laughs> They're not 12 anymore. <laughs> Very good. Well, that's one of our best. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the pod. This is Page and Mr. Potter, episode 78, uh, the podcast where we read a page of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone every single week without fail. Um, my name's Andrew. Joining me today, as always, we have Nathan. Hello. And Reedan. What's cracking, everyone? Welcome We're back, Reedan. It was shit not having you last week. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I just had somewhere else to be, so, you know, I couldn't be here. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I forgot you weren't here. Um, it's not a priority at all, this, this thing. God, no. I did have a couple of notes from last week, or just one thing I wanted to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, firstly, yeah, a little bit hurt that you did the Adam Elliott hog segment without me. I did actually have pages mm. and pages of notes. <laughs> that was unfortunate. I that thought you might have. Yeah, you might have had some. Were the pages and pages of notes sort of like a, a giant, um, you know, visualization of the hog? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. It was like so a, all um, laid out one after the other. <laughs> yes, it was, I had to get extra wide um, paper to print it out on. <laughs> Very good. Um, but the second thing was, did you guys need a bit of clarification? Last week, you were speaking about um, Julie's tweet on MasterChef. Um, oh, yes. That and horrendous I, tweet. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it was something about what can you say during sex and cooking? And she said, um, if, you, if the skewer comes out clean, it's ready to eat. Oh, yes, so we're so going to talk about that again this week, okay? That's well, I'll never forget it, so we might as well remind all the pottophiles. Very know, quickly, did, Reardon. Did you guys actually know what she might have been hinting at there for the sex Do you mean sexually or in the cooking? No, the cooking you covered off perfectly on baking, yeah, but I'm not okay. sure if you guys really uh, spelled out what they meant <laughs> on the sex well, side of things. Well, do you want to spell this, it out for us? Yeah, spell we of were, the week we, without you thing. here, we didn't know what to do. So now that you're here, please You know I don't us. know anything about sex. <laughs> Reedan's the resident expert on you're sex. A, yeah, you're our sex expert. <laughs> MD fuck, they call me. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. MD Let's fuck. Let's hear from MD fuck for his diagnosis. <laughs> Not fuck MD, it's MD fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think what she meant is that I think the skewer could maybe mean a penis. And she's saying... If Julie Goodwin, um, you know, Australia's mum, as you said, the first MasterChef winner, the jolly Julie Goodwin, if she's just copped it from a, a penis and and after which he removes uh, said penis. Oh, no, man, come on. She's saying if, it's, if there's some residue on it. Oh, no, no, then no. Then don't. 
that's a no-go eating zone. But Breeden. we're like three minutes in. Dude. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> what did you expect from MD Fuck? <laughs> He's not a real doctor. <laughs> Fuck with MD. <laughs> anyway, okay. well, I just well, need. Good. Well, yeah, just need to tie up that loose end. I thought. Oh, thank God. Um, so, but also, I think we've we seem to have skipped over one of our regular segments of what a load of Hufflepuff. You started the pod with that beautiful rendition of that Shaggy song. Was there any <laughs> lyrical aspect you wanted to bring to our attention? Well, that's the great thing about this podcast is it doesn't matter how far we jump ahead. You can always just skip on back to um, whatever segment you want. It seems so. It's one of the many great things about this podcast, <laughs> and it's unique to this pod that you can rewind it and fast forward. <laughs> yeah, you can just sort of half do a segment and then do other stuff and then just sort of whip back to the segment and expect mm. everyone it's to like, know. It's like Click, that Adam Sandler film. <laughs> this is the this is the Click of podcasts. And this and podcast. about the same quality. <laughs> click was good. He didn't it make... Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. I cried. Did you cry in Click, Drew? You never cry. You don't have emotions. Christ, no. No, 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 no. Would have been weird if that right. was the only movie he's cried in. Click with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Are we ever going to talk about this song? <laughs> Have yeah, God forbid. Let's fucking let's not waste any time. Let's get straight to the pressing issue of that Shaggy song from '98 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it it wasn't me by Shaggy. Um, I'm sure you all remember. And I was hoping maybe at the end of this little bit, Nate, you could we could also uh, maybe talk to Shaggy. I know Nathan, you have his phone number. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, maybe yeah. I'll see if he's um available. I think he's not too busy these days. <laughs> My main point of contention with this song is that there seems to be, and I'm no lawyer, Nathan, you are the, the resident lawyer, but there seems to be a comprehensive evidence that he was, in fact, cheating on his girlfriend. <laughs> For example... It seems like it. She caught them on the counter. She saw them banging on the sofa. He had her in the shower. She caught them on camera. She saw the marks on the shoulder, heard the words that I told her, heard the screams getting louder, and then she stayed until completion. This is quite a rap list. She stayed until it was over. And she walked in She walked in and saw them on top of all this other... Like, she got visual first-hand evidence and also got the cameras. Um, and, yeah, like I said, she, she stayed and, and apparently watched the entire thing. Do mm. you think... It's interesting... I don't know if, if Shaggy's mentorship here is uh, as useful as it could have been, just simple denial. I think... See, the thing about this is, it's it's actually... It's sort of an overlap with some of my interests. Obviously, Ooh. I work in in data science, working with um, you know neural network models and things like this. And one of the kind of... Um, one of the biggest concerns sort of at the at the current moment is uh deep fakes right are you aware of deep fakes yes mm. um, so this is the whole this is the whole question of you know is seeing really believing because now we can create footage or audio that looks identical to a real thing so you could see a video of something occurring which simply isn't the case and we've seen one example one famous example was i think jordan peele created a he does like a good impression of barack obama oh i saw that and he used some technology where he pretty much did an impression of barack obama which sounded exactly like him and then the deep fake technology was able to generate a video of barack obama saying those things so it literally looked like he was saying all of these crazy things so i wonder if this is perhaps what shaggy's getting at it's the it's it's is what is veritas in 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 the modern age when no longer our eyes are no longer good enough that's seeing is not believing well andrew just on that point really and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he say in that song, seeing is believing, so you better change your specs? 
He does indeed. <laughs> he says um, to say the whole verse. Does he actually? He says, makes you know, say that she really no right for vex. And never you see what? she ya make the gigolo flex. As mm-hmm. Smaddy else a favor, you inner decomplex. Yep, as I remember seeing, it. Seeing is believing, so you better change your specs. And that's always really stuck with me because... You do always talk about <laughs> it. So, Reden, your yes. point was that you don't believe in uh, basically Shaggy's denial because the evidence elsewhere in the song is mounting up against him. Seems comprehensive. Well, I mean, it's an important note here to remember that Shaggy isn't the one on trial here. It is, in fact, Rick Rock, um, who... Well, this was what I was thinking. It sounds okay, like whoever sang the chorus... Rick Rock. ...banged the girl next to... Rip Rock? Rick me. Rock. Rip Rick Rock. Rick Ross. Rick Rock. Rick Rock. Rick Ross. <laughs> Constable Rick Ross. <laughs> And um, it sounds like Shaggy is actually his legal advisor um, Mm. who's sort of saying, look, this evidence may not even be admissible in a court of law. (laughs) I mean, is is his ex-girlfriend willing to testify or is it just going to be a case of he said, she said? Um, Do we have access to the video footage? Um, yes, apparently. But hold on, can I can I get some? So can I get a bit of clarification here? So this song's all about who's this, Rick Rock? Rick Rick Rock? What's in Rick, what? Rick Rock? You know Rick Rock? Rick, Rick Rock? R I K R I C R O R O K. Okay, so Rick Rock mm-hmm. is he the person who is who's been charged with cheating on his partner? Is that correct? Correct. So then why is Shaggy saying it wasn't me? No one said it was <laughs> no, you, Shaggy. No, no, no. I mean, I'm questioning whether he has got a guilty conscience because why is... No, one's, no one even questioned whether Shaggy had anything to do with it. And he's just chiming in. He's not even meant to be on the song. He's just showed up in the booth and says, oh, it wasn't me. It, it, it no does, one said it was you. It, it reeks of a guilty conscience, doesn't it? No one suggests that it was you, Shaggy. Well, I mean, the only way to, to know what he meant is to talk to the man firsthand. Well, let's get him on the line. And I just wonder if this is going to be possible or if it's going to be extremely racist. Oh, <laughs> maybe the maybe the only way to do it is to get him on the line, see how it sounds to us <laughs> yeah. in the room, and then make a decision um, after that's okay. Well, let people are pretty cool about this stuff these days. Well, wouldn't you know it? He's just walked in. Fantastic. Hi, Shaggy. Is it Mr. Shagwell? Or was I me? Shaggy, we were, we were merely welcoming you to the podcast. Shaggy. That's Mr. Shaggy. Is this the only oh. thing you said? That's Mr. Bombastic. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> oh, that was bombastic of you to show up and immediately say that it wasn't you. The whole thing no one was even suggesting it was. Bombast. Is that a word? So, Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy, settle a bet. Was it you? He's, he's just said he's going to re- um, refer to his prepared remarks, so uh, okay. he's got a sheet in cool. front of him. <clears throat> okay, okay. Or was on the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, it was great to have him on. Sounds Fantastic. pretty convincing. Well, there you go. Okay, so we've, we've absolutely nailed that. Um, That's good. <laughs> Bye, Shaggy. Okay. Um, Bye, Shaggy. That was good. Well, there you go. So, page 78. <laughs> page, straight on to page 78. Write we'll, we'll, we'll in, fair, fair, you know, any of the potophiles got any thoughts on this? Um, Maybe there's something we've missed. Are you guys liking What a Load of Hufflepuff? <laughs> or whatever it is, <laughs> where we talk about very old songs. 
It's been it's been positive rev- positively um, you know reviewed by the fans well, so far. If you've got so. any songs that just grind your gears, the lyrics don't seem to add up. Uh, write in, write in, please. Yeah, let us forensically analyze them. Now, I'd love to get straight onto the page, but it simply cannot happen until NRL news has happened or rugby league news. It wouldn't I be oh heavens above, of course. Now, there's been a little bit going on in the rugby league world this week. Um, we can't cover all of it, but I feel like it would be, um, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't bring up Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, are you, yes, are you yes, both yes. aware of, of this? Very of this, unfortunate um, situation. Is he the Panthers guy? <laughs> no, he plays for Manly. Ah, then no. He's the one who was playing in a game. So the Manly was playing against, was it the Knights last week, Nathan? Mm. And anyway, there was a call right at the end of the game, which uh, the players were not very happy about. And then anyway, full-time whistle blows. And then a lot of the players decided to come and start abusing referee Grant Atkins. You're not aware of this, reading? I did. I have seen headlines. That's all I know. Well, I can't use some of the language that we use, was used. I believe it, it might be the first time, at least, it's definitely the first time I've ever seen it, where a player has been sent off after the full-time whistle, which I didn't even know was possible, but um, that's what happened this week. And it was for dissent, which is my, one of my favourite of the uh, <laughs> of the rugby league laws. You, you cannot commit dissent on the field. <laughs> it does um, sound a bit too lofty that... It's like treason. He committed yeah, I I think, to say that. <laughs> in a high treason on the field, on this hallowed turf. sedition. It should be more like it should be. It should instead of the senate, it should be like dog cuntish or something. It should just like, be to fit more it's just with swearing. the rat dog. You know, inappropriate. Anyway, language. for Noah Blake, I'm not going to use the terms, but he. Oh, say the, the terms. I mean, we're, we're only quoting what he said. Yeah, but, I mean, okay, fine. Well, he called the referee, and I do not endorse the use of this language in a derogatory term, a fucking retard. Um, Mm. And then, a little bit later on, he said, are your eyes painted on, you bunch of fucking spastics? Oh. So that's what he said, which is not on, obviously, and people are obviously not very happy about it because those are offensive terms. Now, again, it's a joy that we've got... um, you know, one of the finest legal minds of our generation on the podcast, because Vanilla Blake had a pretty, I would say, compelling defense, which was he didn't know what those words meant. Okay. Oh. Okay. What did he think they meant? He didn't go into that. Right. Well, and Thoughts once Nathan. again, we're absolutely not excusing what he said. That is disgusting, derogatory, horrible Obviously. language. Having said that. Oh, no. <laughs> Andrew just spat out his ear <laughs> for those that can't see. If we were going to play devil's advocate, that, we're not playing devil's advocate. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Well, it so just is so Adam Fanua like the devil in this in this example. Exactly. Like, and where is advocate? Precisely. So, um, it did kind of remind me of Andrew, you and I in a different life. We used to work for a call center. We mm. used to raise money for several charities. We used to call up and see if people wanted to buy raffle tickets. Um, yes. The Red Cross, uh, Rural Fire Service, these are our clients. Now, one of our yep. clients is now known as the Cerebral Palsy Alliance. But up until sort of the last five, ten years, even when we were still working there... It was halfway through our tenure, actually. It was it known as the Spastic Centre. 
That's correct. And it had been known as that for a long, long time. And so we used to call people up and say, hi, it's Nathan calling from the Spastic Center. Do you want to buy some raffle tickets? And they would say some horrible, degrading things in reply. Yes. But I bring this up only because... I, I'm glad you're getting to that because I was wondering I what the hell you were doing bringing this up. I will exposing this person live on the pod. Um, let's call him Ron to protect his anonymity. I know what you're going to say here as well, and I'm not pleased. <laughs> but part of our job was to be sort of effervescent and bubbly and try and sell these tickets. Um, and oh, effervescent and really bubbly are what I'd use to describe Andrew definitely as a person. Well, <laughs> oh, that's why I, that's why I did so well there. Well, Ron Ron could turn it on when he needed to, as I recall. And one time on the telephones, he was overheard to remark. To a customer, we're extremely enthusiastic about this raffle. Now, that would not Iced. fly in this day and age. And or then, it's deplorable. Really. It is deplorable. But Nathan, at the time, it wasn't all right to say that either. Well, I mean... I question... Was that, on the, your... was that on the script that the Spastic Center <clears throat> provided to you? That was not on the script. <laughs> He went off script, <laughs> off piece, if off you road. will, to use a skiing term. Um, I guess what, my I'm point sorry, is that was, what are you trying to say? The name I'm, of the I'm most interested in. <laughs> I looked it up just now. Hang on. Yep. It was founded in 1945. So from 1945, the end of the war, <laughs> to 2011, that was the official name of the organization. That's not, but but that doesn't make it okay to use it in a derogatory way. And I ne- would never say it was. <laughs> <laughs> All hey. I'm saying is that people. What that the word existed. The word existed. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> and no one really knows what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, we covered that one. Well, speaking of incredibly bad takes on this whole situation, Paul Gallen's been had another uh, had another thing to say. Um, so famously, you guys will remember that um, Bronson Cherry, I mean, this is sort of in the archives of Rugby League news, but Bronson Cherry um, was caught taking a cocktail of performance-enhancing drugs. Allegedly. Um, <clears throat> no, not, I don't even, oh, I, guess, I guess allegedly, but he, he, they were found in his bloodstream or his piss test or whatever. And while everyone else in the Rugby League world was saying, this is a disgrace, he should be banned for life, blah, blah, blah. Paul Gallen's take was, why did they release the results now? Not good timing. So that was his take on that, which I thought was an interesting sort of left of centre take, but he's a bit of con- bit of a contrarian, Paul. Mm. Um, once again, after this, um, you know, deplorable, um, you know, you know, sort of abuse from Adam Fanua Blake. Once again, everyone's saying this is not on. We don't want this in our game. You know, Peter Volandis, the the um, the chairman of the of the rugby league of the NRL, came out and said that um, <clears throat> you know this is just absolutely not on. Like whenever I saw something like this at school, it made me sick. This is sort of the general consensus. Paul Gallen's take was there shouldn't be microphones out there. Mm. That was his take. That's the which issue. I think is, it's not about him issue, right? not saying that awful thing. It's about. <laughs> They should not. They should. He's been made a victim because he's been caught doing it. Yeah, exactly. Why'd they mic it up? So once again, Paul Gallen. You never know what he's going to say, but you just know it's going to be fucked. So <laughs> good to have him back on the pod. I do have a little bit more to say about this whole story, but I might come to it later. It's a bit more of an extended segment, I guess. 
So maybe we should get onto the page. Page 77. Uh, not a lot happened. We were introduced to uh, token black character Lee Jordan and his giant tarantula. Um, and then we moved along to page 78. Bye, said Harry and Ron. And the twins said they went away. They slid out the compartment door. And then Ron blurts out to Harry. He goes, are you really Harry Potter? You know, level with me. Fair income. Are you Harry Potter? And Harry <laughs> nods because he is. He said, yep. I thought it might have been one of Fred and George's jokes. And have you really <sighs> got, you know. I mean, that just sounds like one of their hilarious <laughs> jokes, doesn't it? Like <laughs> yeah, well, to say that somebody is funny somebody else. To be one well, of they had that hilarious joke from last page that you guys um, noted. And my my well, sides are still splitting from that. <laughs> what was that one again? I can't even remember. Um, they, they, there was something about Ginny. Oh, yeah, they said... Oh, they said they'll send you a toilet seat. Yes, yes. That is funny. And then the <laughs> jokes funny. just keep on coming. Because this week, Ron suspects maybe that they've said that somebody's Harry Potter when he's not. And that's classic. That's funny. And then he says, have you really got, you know, and looks down. He pointed at Harry's forehead. Harry pulled back his bangs to show the lightning... Sta- t- Harry pulled back his bangs to show the lightning scar. Ron stared. So that's where you know who. Yes, said Harry. But I can't remember it. Nothing, said Ron. Well, he says he remem- I remember a lot of green light, but nothing else. And Andrew, you've, before you've um you've questioned whether Harry could actually have remembered uh, mm, I a blaze of I think green light. I think it's been quite, you know, I think the literature is quite clear on this. <laughs> you don't remember things from when you're a fucking like fetus or however old he was. So no, I don't think he, don't think he did remember that. That's pretty conclusive. Wow, said Ron. He sat and stared at Harry for a few moments. Then he asked. Uh, suddenly realised what he was doing and he looked quickly out of the window again. What does that paragraph mean? <laughs> Don't know. What just happened Probably there? Probably could have scrapped it. Yeah. But. We'll just skip that. Um, are all your family wizards... Are, are all your family wizards? Is that a good sentence? Are all your family wizards? Yeah, that, that's all right. Okay. It? Asked Harry, who found Ron just as interesting as Ron found him. Well, Harry's going to be bitterly disappointed as the books progress. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I think so, said Ron. Mum's got a second cousin who's an accountant. Oh, my God. This is boy already. But we never talk wow. about him. <laughs> we never talk about him? Why? He's just an accountant. He's not fucking... Just because he's boring? <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like the Weasley family could use some good financial management. So you must know loads of magic already. <laughs> who says that? That's not clear. <laughs> I'm guessing Harry I don't know <laughs> And that just doesn't get acknowledged um, I heard you went to live with muggles Said Ron What are they like? Horrible Says Harry Well not all of them My aunt and uncle and cousin are though Wish I'd had three wizard brothers It's very That's, specific Is that a euphemism or something? Three <laughs> wizard brothers? I don't know what that means Never yeah, heard of that term And why would he want exactly Oh is he referring to the Like the Weasleys But they've got more than three and you found out that his brothers are shit. <laughs> yeah. There's Fred, George, Bill, Bob, Frodo, <laughs> McCorky. There's so many of them. So I don't know what Harry's talking about. Oh, that's the end of the page. So. Well, that was good. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to say about that page. They're getting so fucking boring. It's because it's Ron heavy. banal conversations, man. <laughs> they don't like, it's so not interesting. 
And it doesn't um, like add to the character development whatsoever. We already know all this stuff about Harry. We know he has an auntie and an uncle. We don't need to fucking listen to Ron find out about that. <laughs> yeah. We already know. Wouldn't Ron be a little bit more amazed that he's met like the most famous person in the whole world? Who, Voldemort? No, Harry. No, like, Harry. He's so like, revered oh, and right, loved right, right. in that world. He's just like, oh, is that the thing where he's after? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. Yeah, right. Got a scar, bro. Oh, what are the muggles like? Bro, what about all the questions about the magic? It's a bit like if you met, I don't know, Beyonce or like someone really famous and you were like, wow, you're Beyonce. Uh, my um, uncle's an accountant. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not the interest. What? <laughs> and what about those people you live with? No, dude, <laughs> yeah, ask tell me more Beyonce. about your domestic situation, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's all ground with covered in the book. There's nothing more to say about it. It's like almost like dull. we already knew all these dynamics. Do you guys think the more shit J.K. Rowling says on Twitter and like you know, the more annoying the she's being in real life, the shitter this book is getting? It's almost like she knew that we'd reached <laughs> <laughs> the Hogwarts Express at this exact moment, and so she's really ramping up the Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Well, have you noticed that this? I don't. I don't really want to talk about this, but mm. there was obviously during the week that whole thing where she um, signed her name to that open letter about cancel culture. Yep. And how she's dead against it. You, you'd be shocked to find. Well, out. if you were being cancelled, that you would, wouldn't you? Well, exactly. She's sort of got a vested interest in this. Although she did, um, to her credit, sort of pull together a bunch of the, I guess, the magical fraternity. She had um, Garden Gnome um, Chomsky, <laughs> yep. who oh, also yeah. signed the letter. And um, I believe Atlantic Salmon Rushdie, who must be some sort of magical <laughs> fish, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I think he, he might also have signed been it. from the lost city of Atlantis. That's probably what it was, yeah. Atlantic Salmon Rushdie, <laughs> mayor of um, the lost city of Atlantis. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. she's got the, the magical community come friend. out in support of her. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much. Obviously, let's not. I was a bit conflicted to see J.K. Rowling and Noam Chomsky sign the same bit of legislation. <laughs> like, literally, one of my heroes and one of my absolute fucking enemies. <laughs> um, you know, both <laughs> putting their name to something. But um, anyway, go go seek that out and make your own judgment. Yeah, we're not here to tell you what to think, babes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now. <laughs> I mean, do we want to talk about... Should I continue my rugby league news now that we've got through the, the, the boringness of that page? I'm guessing no one else has anything prepared. So just bringing you guys back to... Um, I know it's been a good three minutes while we've spoken about the page. So just to remind you guys, we're talking about Adam Fanua Blake <laughs> and his um, horrendous comments. Um, Which Nathan endorses. Oh, wholeheartedly. Now, one of the interesting <laughs> sort of, I guess, you know, secondary stories that came out from this is there's a character who we have discussed many times on the podcast. Um, we've, we've, actually, we've actually liaised with him on Twitter once, um, and that would be Peter Quirrell Fitzsimons. Oh, um, of course. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And let's just no, remind people who may not know, he's, fam- he's a media personality who's famous for wearing a Professor Quirrell-like bandana and we suspected ages ago he might be harboring the dark lord exactly but this is why this is what is really fascinating to me is that we've also uncovered the fact that you know news corp is run by 
Rupert Voldemort Murdoch. Yes. And so we we always assumed that those two would kind of go hand in glove. We knew that that, that Fitzsimons was, you know, as we said, harboring the Dark Lord or for, you know, I guess doing a quirrell. He's got Voldemort on the back of his head. That's why he has to wear that silly, ridiculous bandana, which no one would ever wear unless they had some sinister reason to wear it. Um, and in the past, we've looked at some of his, you know, policy positions because he's got, you know, Peter Fitzsimons has got at least two different views, like two views that he likes to write about. So one of them is that he he is in favour of a republic, which I think aligns with with the Dark Lord sort of wanting to overthrow the old way. You know, where we we we, we have to get new rid of tradition. Exactly, usher in a new era. So that was all pretty appropriate. Um, <laughs> we also we also spoke about how Vol- <laughs> how how Quirrell, um, sorry, Fitzsimons was really against head knocks. He hated head knocks, and he said that needs to be dealt with more seriously. And we said, well, of course, because you have the Dark Lord on your head, and if you got sort of bopped in the back <laughs> of the head, that would be bad for Voldemort. He wouldn't be happy. Um, I think I also did a little bit more research. Um, <clears throat> so more than that, in twenty. Well. Well, there's a little bit more evidence even that these two are <laughs> these two are uh, in in bed together, uh, and one is that um, in 2012, Rupert Murdoch tweeted, "Why is Jewish-owned press so consistently anti-Israel in every crisis?" And this tweet um, was not popular. Um, he was roundly criticised, mostly because the term Jewish-owned press was was deemed to be anti-Semitic, obviously. A well-known um, racist <laughs> trope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but, oh, Okay, that seems weird. Well, just... But go, go yeah, on. It's a bit, it is weird. It's, it's a bit all over the expected. place. It's a little bit all over the place, although also does fit quite nicely with Fitzsimons, who was famously anti-Israel. For Lau. <laughs> <laughs> And anyway, so the point is, these two are mates, right? These two are close friends. Mm. And um, there was a very interesting article that we found on Fox Sports during the week. Um, and this was an article. This was actually, there was nobody put their name to it. This was, a, this was an editorial written by the Fox Sports editors. And it's all about Peter Fitzsimons. And I guess the only way to describe it would be, it's a fucking absolute hatchet job yes. he, so let me let me find a few quotes from it give me one second okay so the the headline is what a clown nrl fans unload on rugby league bandana bore peter fitzsimons so that's pretty balanced reporting you would have yeah, to say immediately you, you sort of set right in the middle of which way this could go the opening line is nrl fans have slayed Emaciated Mossman resident oh. Peter Fitzsimons. Okay. <laughs> so that's crazy. I mean, that's body shaming as well. Uh, but they've been very clever here to uh, say it's the fans that have said all this. Yeah. yeah. So if you Which can I find even does... one tweet <laughs> vaguely saying that. Well, this is the thing, right? So some of the tweets that they've chosen to sort of feature in this article are um, this is a quote from Manly fan Stephen. Condom head takes every chance he can to shit on league. So he's called him Condom Head. Okay, there. that made it into the editorial. <laughs> That's in there. Um, what a clown! Um, so this is, and this one, this one isn't even. This is just a. This is from the article. This isn't a, a tweet. The bearded columnist who ditched sugar and booze to take up boring everyone senseless for a living. This is from the fucking article. They've said this. Um, so it's it's you know feels like character assassination pretty plain and simple but the fascinating thing is what has caused this rift 
between, you know, old-time friends, Murdoch, who obviously owns Fox Sports, and uh, Peter Fitzsimons. I think... Do you have any I running theory? I think it clearly points to some kind of major schism in the Death Eater sort of party. Um, yeah. Because I agree with you, but this isn't the first time, you know, the sort of evil wizards from Nine and the evil wizards from News Corp have sort of been attacking each other recently because we already talked about, Andrew, uh, Mark Spud Carroll and Paul Gallen the other day. Well, Famously. Spud has his show on Fox Sports, so he's in the <clears throat> Murdoch clan. Yeah. And a Gallen, obviously part of the Nine faction, and Gallen famously called him a dumb shit. So we're seeing That's a right. real clear divide between the two <laughs> sides of this evil, sort of uh, very powerful but evil Death Eater faction, community. I guess. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because you think, I guess, for us who aren't, I guess, as evil as like Channel Nine or Fox Sports, or we, we don't agree with any <laughs> of their views, or, or have you know, or, or their or their their um sort of corporate overlords, um, but. To, and so I guess we have a kind of simplistic view. We kind of paint them all as the same. It's not dissimilar to like the Liberal Party and the Nats. People look at them as the coalition. You know, we say, okay, you both have horrible views. Mm. You both have insane policies that are, you know, evil, you'd have to say, evil. But the thing is, there is still a very, very um, tangible rift between the Libs and the Nats, for instance. I think, okay, bear with me on this one, right? No, hit me, hit me. See, in the magical community... I think Rupert Marvolo uh, Murdoch found it That's quite right, yeah. easy to take over the media because he was already so powerful in that world. I mean, he's Lord Voldemort for Pete's sake. If he wants to yeah. buy a newspaper, there's nothing stopping him. Then he got so powerful in our world where we do have laws about media ownership. Suddenly, he couldn't be the only game in town. And yeah. so... The, uh, the dissenters from the Death Eater party, such as the, the head of Nine, <laughs> whoever that may be. Yep. Whoever the fuck that um, might be, yeah. You know, they finally saw this as their opportunity. And so when Rupert Murdoch can't own all the media in our world like he can in the magical world, yeah, it's led to this splintering of two that makes a lot very, of very powerful media moguls. That's got to be it. And it just makes a lot of sense that they would mainly be fighting over control of the NRL. Well, that's the jewel in the crown, isn't it? Wow. That, well, there you go. I mean... That could be it. Could be it. That might well be it. <laughs> I've been spending the last few be. minutes trying to figure out if there's a good anagram for Rupert Marvolo Murdoch. I'm coming oh, yeah? up short, so I'm just going to throw this out to the Potiphar's. If you've got something good for that, shoot it oh. through, because I couldn't find anything. If you're a fucking maniac, if you're one of our maniac listeners, I'm not talking to the normal ones. I only want to talk to all the psycho listeners we've got. Please piece this together. Come up with some mental anagram and write in because we want to hear from you. Guys, I think we, I've got a, a new game that I think we can play. Okay. It's called Hermione, <laughs> do you reckon? Oh, yes, 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 yes. This game. I'm aware of this game. So This is a game we used to play on the old yeah. pod. Is that correct? I was going to say, this, no. this is going to need a bit of explanation because Hermione, you reckon, wouldn't mean anything <laughs> to anyone. No, the, at, on the old pod, we used to play a game. I guess you, I guess it's a bit similar. Um, called "How many do you reckon?" Where we'd try to, um, you know, put out questions and, you know, decide how many people do that thing. 
Um, I mean, that makes no sense, Reen. That You have to explain what you're talking about. You can't just say, well, it was a game where we used to say how many people do that thing and expect people to know what you're talking about. It was so really say, a much more of a thought experiment, as I recall, where we'd come up with a hypothetical situation and say, okay, well, how many people in real life are doing that right now at this moment? So can and you give an example, just, just to make it tangible? Well, how many people are... Could be I think one of them was fucking a dog fucking or something. A dog right now. A, I think it was a cow. I think it was a cow. Cow, okay. And for some reason, Sorry. we're supposed to have some kind of expertise or special knowledge. <laughs> no, it's just we just have a think about okay. it. And go, <laughs> what do you, like, we make a case. Right. We're not saying we're the experts. We're just saying we make a case. <laughs> yeah, take it or leave it. So, yeah, okay, Hermione, do you reckon, is a bit like how many do you reckon? I guess. I mean, in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work the um, same? Well, it, this one is sort of like more I'll put forward um, a situation or activity and you guys have to decide, um, I guess, work out as in some sort of, I don't know, thought experiment um, how many people you think do that thing. Surely Hermione people do think. Sorry, do that Hermione. Thing. Yes, how Hermione people do that thing. So the first one I thought we could talk about is, um, and to be honest, at the moment, the only one I've got, uh, Hermione... Do you reckon uh, I've named their kids Hagrid um, after the publication <laughs> of the Harry Potter series? <laughs> okay, mm. I like it. Hagrid. <laughs> okay, and oh are we my. saying Hagrid anywhere in the name or first name Hagrid? Hagrid Jones. <laughs> Had her first name Hagrid. Okay. <laughs> Hagrid. Yeah. Okay. It's not a common name, so it's not going to be. It's not like the kind of name that you might just accidentally call that. You know, like a lot of Hispanic people call their their children Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not necessarily naming them directly after Jesus, or maybe they are. I don't know. I'm actually not that familiar with their culture. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of informed discussion that this game always used to engender on our last pod. Um, what about okay? What ethnicity is Hagrid? In the book, Ooh. is that a purely magical white. name, or is that a name that she's? It has. He's, he's very. There you go. I was thinking he always had a sort of rough Eastern European <laughs> flavour to him. <laughs> okay. So Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone has sold approximately 120 million copies. So maybe that can be like our jumping-off point. Okay. Like, what proportion of people? Firstly, do you think enjoyed the book out of the 120 million? Most, I reckon most. I'd say most. Yeah. Let's let's say like 90%. Yep. Or 99%. Okay. Are we going to try and whittle it down based on our That's what I'm Yeah, okay, I think I like that could it. be the, I like it. Okay, so let's let's do the maths cuz you know I love maths. So let's say we've got 120 million people, right? And we're going to say that 90, let's say 95%, right? Enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. That means there's 114 million people who have enjoyed the book. Okay. Now. We're still a long way off naming a kid Hagrid. Oh, big time, big time. So, how okay, many well, maybe, of them would, maybe their favorite character was Hagrid. Okay, favorite character is Hagrid. It's got to be low. I mean, who's, who's everyone else's favorite characters? Some people, I guess, would like Harry. I don't really personally get it, but some probably are into it. I'm a big Lee Jordan guy. And let's yeah. not forget... Well, he's obviously playing well to the African-American community. You can mm-hmm. have more than one children, obviously. So even if Harry was your favourite and Hagrid was your next favourite, next favourite, <laughs> next favourite, um, yep. you could call both your kids Harry and Hagrid. So you could have That'd multiple actually kids, go that's right. quite well together. 
That's a good point, actually. What I guess the, the next question I would ask is, what is the average number of kids that a person will have? So, mm. like a family. How many, how many people would they tend to have? I reckon you'd average out at two. Mm. Two? Okay, let's say two. So, therefore, what we want to know is... Oh, but then half of them are going to be women, aren't they? So, then I guess we're down back to one, aren't we? So, let's say, on average, mm-hmm. the average person with a child is going to have one on average potential person that they could name Hagrid okay. given the choice is that, does that fair. seem That's like fair. reasonable logic okay which means they really need to be their number one favourite person if they're only if they're on average you're only going to be naming one person after a Harry Potter character mm. Hagrid really needs to be your number one okay so we've got 114 million how many people do you reckon what proportion of people that liked the books loved the books enough to name that uh, a child of theirs after the books. I reckon a fair bit. I reckon one in a hundred. I reckon one percent. So one percent. All right. Let's have a look at that. We'll add that in, and that gets us to one point one four million people still who would name their child after Hagrid. Uh, sorry, after a Harry Potter character. And then I guess we need to work out the proportion of people who would choose Hagrid over any other character. So what percentage of people who love Harry Potter no, have I to think name their child? I this last question at the wrong way. Okay. They've settled on a Harry Potter name for their kid. They love Harry Potter. They want a Harry Potter name yeah, for that yeah, little yeah. baby. Then <laughs> it's, you know, you want to give a baby a name that, looks like you but that has the same energy as the baby so how many babies are being pumped out that have a real big heftiness to them oversized so babies. big babies clearly not that smart as well they can't be developing quickly i mean i know they've only just popped out but even i feel like with hagrid when he was born you could tell from you the get-go he just wasn't going to be a, a sort of a mensa well, you'd have Absolutely. to think that Candidate. the parents themselves who are naming their kids after hagrid potentially aren't that clever themselves and therefore That's just based on the fact that it is nature versus nurture but you can assume that these kids are going to be dumb and they'll know that ahead of time <laughs> so <laughs> that's so true yes so you're right that actually so in in, st- in the statistical world that kind of cancels it out because there's clearly a relationship between you know the probability of somebody naming their children after harry potter and being a fucking dullard uh you know they're almost 100 percent correlated. All right, here's what and i so think we do for the for this last hurdle yeah we assume they want to name their kid after someone good a good character And then we should look at a few of their names and rank them in terms of shittest to best. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well. (laughs) So who have we got? Obviously, Harry's there. (laughs) I'm going to have to type in Harry Potter characters. Oh, let's just go off the top of our head. We've got Harry. We've got Hagrid. I mean, there's not a lot of Remus Lupin fans, name-wise. I wouldn't have thought so. Um who else is there? Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I can't imagine too many people calling their kid Dumbledore, <laughs> but it could happen. Who else is there? Percy? I mean, Lee Jordan. Lee He's Jordan, up there. Yeah. Percy, yeah. Percy. Probably the whole the whole Weasley clan. Maybe not Percy, actually. He's a bit of a bore. <laughs> I'd go with the rest. But that's still, that's getting you to about 10 people. And who's that Polkis lad? Piers oh, Of course. Piers The Piers Polkis. Of course. So that gives us 11... So I think there's 11 characters that you may name your child after. So we, all we've got to do is divide by 11. It's that simple, <laughs> I think right? so. Yep. 
Okay, so I've got the definitive answer. The number of people in the world right now who are named Hagrid after the character Hagrid is 103,636 people. <laughs> wow, that's quite a lot. Quite a lot. And yet also so less than I thought. Really? Well, there you go. I think that's that's weirdly the number I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I think it's spot on. Maths never lies. There is That's one right. person in the US named Rubius Hagrid, according to howmanyofme.com. So, well, that's one person's view, but I think it's 103,000. And that's, so. well, that's Rubius Hagrid, so that's a different name altogether. That's just a different little factoid I thought you guys might like. Thanks for bringing that to us. Very interesting. Well, that's about enough. Well, I think that's, I think we've overstayed our welcome. So <laughs> let's um, wrap this up. Um. Uh, what do we do, baby? Well, we uh, uh, rate it. We rate the page. Rate it. Ooh, bad page. Seventy-eight. Bad page. Shocker. Not mm. good. One of the worst. Mm. I reckon it's about a four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Split the difference. Six. Hey, six out of seventy-eight. Very done. good. Well done. Elegant. Okay. Well done. How about a word of the week? Oh, oh, try and stop me. Hard to hard to <laughs> just get it down to one. There's so many words I like this week, but let's, within the rules, stick to one. Three, two, one. News Corporation. Um, Now, 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 now. We need a name for the page. (sighs) And let's not use any of the problematic language used by Adam Flanua Blake. (laughs) Or you. Or myself. (laughs) Harry Potter and the... And the baby Hagrids. And the heaps of baby Hagrids. <laughs> thousands. <laughs> hundreds of thousands, in fact. So, that that's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> Dumbledore. Uh, Dumbledore, name your kid Hagrid. Because we need to get the numbers up, and also it's just cool and funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's certainly funny. And Dumbledore. Hey, I've got a... I think oh, yeah. I might have a Dumble Don't that also goes in just a, a small other thing I wanted to touch on that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, do it. Dumble Don't not wear a mask. And you know who I'm getting that info from? Eminem, who has written a new rap song with uh, Kid Cudi where he raps about how you should wear a mask. Do you want to hear some of the lyrics? Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. it's a load of Hufflepuff. It will... Uh. <laughs> Bunch of halfwits up in office, half of us walking around like a zombie zombie apocalypse. Other half are just pissed off and I don't want to wear a mask and they're just scoffing. I just used the same basket as you shopping, now I'm in a fucking casket from you coffin. So Eminem... That's interesting. I wonder if he's getting there worse. is some... I don't know. See, I don't know the the US legal system. Obviously, I know rugby league laws very well, and we have a specific clause about dissent. And I wonder whether <laughs> Eminem or Marshall Mathers, to use his legal name, um, could potentially be in breach of those laws by calling the administration half wits because that's mm. pretty cutting that's and treason. offensive. To call them half wits, I don't think they will take kindly to that. Especially- you better watch out. You better sleep with one eye open, Mister <laughs> Mathers. People always worry about you know. You know, pearl clutching with Eminem and stuff because he says he goes too far and he says horrible things. And I think he might have gone too far just then calling someone a half wit. I mean, I'm rocked to my core. People say I'm he's starting lost to his side with Trump. 
dead, but I, I don't see it personally. Well, um, well, reading's gone. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, the technical difficulties have been insurmountable, but um, at least we nearly finished this one off. So, yeah. Thanks for yeah, joining us. We can us. just see a picture of frozen <laughs> yeah, reading right just now. frozen on our screen. Oh, he's, oh, he's back. back. My entire internet dropped That's out. That's okay. We've yeah, already we explained it to the podcast. I've got no 4G at all. We've already explained Written. it to the podcast. Don't worry we're, we're wrapping it up. So, shh. Yeah. You're done. I've got no internet, basically. So, do you guys just want to wrap it up yourselves? Yeah, that's what we did. Okay, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my God.